Hello and welcome to MetPod, the official CPD podcast for Maiden Early Trust staff by Maiden Early Trust staff. In each episode, we are joined by a member of Trust staff to share their area of expertise, interest or research in the hope that it will inspire our listeners to try out something new in their own practice. I'm Chloe Bateman, a history and religion and philosophy teacher at Maiden Early School, and I will be your host this week. In this first podcast of 2021, I'm very excited to be joined by Sarah Ray, a modern foreign languages teacher at Maiden Early School, to discuss the possibilities and potentials of CLIL, content and language integrated learning within the classroom. Um, so Sarah, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Um, personally, CLIL is something I've heard about it on my PGCE, but then I haven't really heard about it since. So um, maybe other people, our listeners might be in the same position. So I was wondering if you could start us off with just sort of explaining what this content and language integrated learning actually is. Yes, of course I can. Um, so the term is usually used to describe teaching and learning of a content subject such as geography or history, or it can be any subject we teach in school really, um, but which is delivered through a foreign language. So you might think of it in terms of bilingual lessons possibly um, as well. And CLIL teaching, it seeks to develop a progression in kind of knowledge and skills of the content. So if the normal content would be um, a, a specific uh, topic in history or geography, then you would expect the progression of that knowledge and skills as normal. Um, and then also communication. So in terms of interaction and language, so the foreign language used um, to learn that. Also it's seeking um, to develop cognition, so ways of thinking, deeper thinking skills, and also culture. So sometimes in these kind of clear modules, you can introduce aspects of the, the culture from the foreign language, which is also associated with um, that content subject as well. That sounds um, really interesting and quite unique as well. I was wondering if you could give us an example of what um, CLIL may actually look like in the classroom or across the curriculum. Yeah, so it can look um, quite different really. It can vary from just a cross-curricular project. So it could be something where just um, two or more departments even, so one of those departments is probably a foreign language um, department, but also history and geography could work together or just history and French, for example. Um, and it could just be a small project. So I've worked on projects before, such as um, I know in year seven at the moment, um, a lot of schools in fact cover the unit of castles, the Norman conquest. Um, and I've taught that through French before. So we made a project um, where we taught that in French lessons, we talked uh, about the Norman conquest. Um, and we actually went to Reading Museum that time to look at uh, the Bay of Tapestry as well. And we went and did that visit in French. Um, and we kind of in incorporated by the end of that project a bit with art as well because we were looking at the, the way that the Bay of Tapestry was created and the style of images used there and they were trying to replicate some of that. So that was a, a little project that lasted for a few weeks. Um, it could also just be something that language teachers do. So in their lessons, we've um, talked a lot about cultural capital, for example, at the moment. Language teachers within their lessons could just add more content. So if we were looking to do a unit on house and home, it could be examples of homes across um, the Francophone speaking world, for example, something like that. Um, and it can go right the way up to a content subject being taught entirely in the foreign language. So, for example, all of year eight geography could be taught through French. Um, and again, that's something that, that has, from a past experience, I've actually done that um, and taught the whole of year eight geography through French for one year. It could be other topics as well. So. Um, a previous school that I taught at, they taught music um, in German for a year. 
um, and they also did some PE lessons in Spanish. That wasn't for the full year for that one. Um, but yeah, it can range really from just smaller projects to literally the whole of the actual curriculum being taught through a foreign language. So it doesn't have to kind of be all or nothing. You could you could go all or nothing with it, or you could um, actually find some way of bringing in um, CLIL into kind of a standard, more standard type curriculum. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's um, the easiest way to start, definitely. The reason it, it ended up being a whole geography year being taught through a foreign language is because we did lots of um, small projects that lasted for a few weeks and they were really successful and following the sort of outcomes of that it led on to to actually being incorporated into the actual curriculum offer um, for that year group. Yeah, yeah that's, that sounds really really interesting. Um, so what other kind, of, I know you've touched on this um, briefly already, but um, in terms of the aims of CLIL, what would you say um, are, are the aims that would be kind of hopefully delivered through um, the sort of strategies that you've outlined? Yeah, so um, the aim, obviously, you know, everyone would understand that it's going to improve the, the foreign language. So we're hoping that the acquisition of foreign language would actually help um, exceed actually the curriculum requirements. So obviously learning outcomes in foreign language, that's kind of a big tick. But also we're looking to promote the, the outcomes actually in the curriculum subjects as well. Um, definitely to the same level, if not to a higher level, because we're actually trying to develop metacognition and higher order thinking skills and the fact that they're trying to do things in a foreign language can actually mean that they're sort of processing it at a deeper level sometimes. So it does then have the potential to actually improve outcomes in quite a number of different ways for students. Um, do you have like any examples of where it has actually improved outcomes? Yeah, so there have been quite a few studies on this um, and some evidence has shown that it can actually increase motivation in the content lesson and in the language lessons as well. So motivation can definitely um, be improved for some students. Also, um, evidence has shown that the pupils actually really respond really well to the challenge of it. They want to rise to the challenge of it and they feel that they're doing something difficult and they're actually achieving with it. Um, so there's a quote here from one study uh, that was done at Hockerill Language College. Um, so geography is taught through French there. Um, and they said that the students said that at the beginning, I was quite skeptical because I thought my geography would suffer. But no, it hasn't. And I actually think it's got better. Um, something else that quite often teachers and parents actually are, are quite worried about is that um, the weaker learners, you think they're really going to struggle in clear lessons because they already find the subject difficult. How on earth are they going to do it in a foreign language? Um, but actually, some studies have shown that it supports the, the least able the most. Um, so that seems a bit counterintuitive in a way, but I think it's potentially due to the fact that the teacher has to plan the lesson so carefully, focusing on visuals, focusing on writing frames, the things that are needed, um, that these kind of methods that you would use to try and help lower ability learners possibly anyway, that they are definitely needed in clear lessons. So there's a real focus on that and it kind of takes, um, it makes it a little bit easier, I think, sometimes for the lower ability to, to actually access the work. Yeah, that, that's particularly interesting, actually, about um, it helping, you know, the, the students that may struggle most with, say, history um, and actually doing this could support them more than, than not doing it. I think that's really fascinating. Um, I know for me, I, I would kind of be worried about my own uh, language ability. So um, I think that would be something that maybe would make people like, hesitate about doing this. But obviously, you know, schools have got modern foreign languages departments. So, so how might other departments work with their MFL department to try and introduce some aspects of CLIO into the curriculum without um, feeling kind of overwhelmed at having to, to actually learn 
you know, become fluent in French, Spanish or German themselves? Yeah, so often I think, and, and definitely um, in lots of schools, there are teachers who teach the content subject who already do speak another language. So that is a possibility to start with. Um, if you don't speak another language already, you could look to work with um, the languages department and try and identify potential topics. So I know recently we've done quite a lot of work um, on Inset Day on the interconnected curriculum. Um, so it could be that you look at something like that and try to work on something together. Um, it could be, for example, when I, the first project I ever did was this, um, the Norman Conquest one, which we actually delivered in language lessons, but we talked to the history teachers a lot about what they were doing in their lessons and how we could support that. Um, and in, within language lessons, we were looking at certain elements that perhaps weren't covered um, in the history lessons, but we could add more depth to it um, and kind of share the curriculum out in that way so that everyone was kind of working together, but for a, a common goal. Um, I, I think that's really, I mean, even if people don't come away from this and go and, um, you know, introduce CLIL completely, actually that idea of just thinking about how the different subjects within the curriculum are actually interconnected. and. Language is obviously something that can connect to so many different um, subjects within the curriculum that it does have huge potential if you just start to sort of think outside of your subject and, and what's out there and how you could start to, I mean, um, I know we were speaking before about even a starter in a foreign language um, or having foreign language aspects within, say, a history or geography lesson um, would have a lot of potential. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you talk to the, the different departments, you can kind of work out things that could work together um, so obviously within languages we have a certain amount of language content that we have to cover but actually you can find that that could be integrated somehow into a history or a geography topic or into a PE topic if we're talking about sports that could be in there and then the starter in PE could also be let's remember the sports in that foreign language so if, if the department's working closely together then it can just um, this idea of recall that, that we're talking about a lot doesn't just have to happen within one subject recall why not recall things from different departments um, within different subjects. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I think it's really great that you're um, doing this podcast because actually it's just encouraging people to have those conversations. And, you know, sometimes I've spoken to teachers in, in say, English and, and they're um, looking at Animal Farm and, and we're looking at the Russian Revolution and Stalin's Russia. And I think that is such a missed opportunity for us to, to not actually join up our thinking there. And, and this sounds like, you know, it's a really advocating those conversations to be happening and how can we actually make those connections and sort of build bridges between the different areas of the curriculum. So, um, you know, thank you so much for this. I think it's a really interesting insight into um, what I think is a really exciting way to consider cross-curricular learning, which has the potential to actually benefit all subjects that are involved in any sort of CLIL project, um, but also provide the students ultimately with a really unique, um, engaging, immersive experience, both in the the other subject and in the in, and in the foreign language subject too. Um, yeah. So we hope that you've enjoyed this episode of MetPod. Um, Happy New Year to all of our listeners and we hope that you will join us again in a fortnight's time for our next episode.